The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week, and I am joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? It's going good, Ryan. I'm tired, but it's good. Yeah, and I, I feel you. We're tired, and it's my fault. Yeah, we're doing this at the end of a very long and wet, rainy, gray, horrible Miami day. Yeah, it's, it's a Wednesday. Normally, we do these podcast episodes on the weekend, just before we put the episode out on Sunday. Um, but somebody here has other plans on the weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm keeping both myself and you, you, busy on the weekend because you are very much a part of the wedding. My yay, wedding! Yay. Getting married! Yay, I can't muster any more energy for this. Yay. All right, good job. Really? You, you've completely burned out on my wedding. Yeah, kind of. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> That's right. I, I got my tux yesterday. Tried it on, everything fits. You know, I, I really, I respect the decision to go with the Dumb and Dumber look. The the blue and orange tuxedo. Yes. The I, creepsicle and everything, the top hats and the frills. I, I appreciate the nod to the past. If I could have gotten away with that, I totally would have done it. Really? Can you imagine, like, me in the Jim Carrey blue Dumb and Dumber tuxedo, all the groomsmen in Jeff Daniels orange Top hats, canes, and well, we would have had we would have had Icelandic snow owls, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, like officiating, like it would be the pastor in an Icelandic snow owl costume, and everyone gets a Sam Snipe briefcase as a party favor. That's right. Oh, who would not go to that wedding? I feel like why can't we do it? Well, it's kind of late in the game now, man. Like the wedding's in three days. Like there's no rules, Ryan. Are you gonna be a man and put your foot down? No, I'm going to be. Uh, very much less than a man and let, uh, women walk all over me because I don't want to have to deal with wedding planning. That's like, that's a big pain. No, that's right. You leave it to your sister who then runs it like the freaking Gestapo after people. And, you know, I mean, just like, uh, always hounding me and everything. Although lately I haven't had any issues. Thank God. She's running a tight ship props to my mom and my sister for doing a fantastic job. Uh, planning this wedding so that I really haven't had to do a damn thing, which is just great for me. They should actually uh, open up their own uh, wedding company then maybe. I've told Lauren she should go into event planning. Um, Maybe she's listening to this and this will like inspire her. Well, we know she's listening to this. She's like one of our fans. She is. Um, And speaking of fandom, if you want to be a fan of us as well, how's that for a segue? Nice. Uh, You can... Uh, there are lots of ways you can help us out, uh, help move this uh, little podcast venture we have forward. Uh, you can rate and review us. You leave us rate and reviews on iTunes and on SoundCloud, and you subscribe to us on those platforms. That way, you don't have to know because I get I get these I get these emails all the time or texts where people are like, "When's the episode coming up? Uh, when where can I find it?" And how about you just go to iTunes, you go to SoundCloud, you subscribe, and then the episode just pops up for you when it's ready and then you don't have to bother me people yeah and usually it's sunday folks that's right it's usually sunday um you can follow me on twitter and i hope you do at ryan k-a-i-r oh and this is a big moment where can they follow you on twitter dave at metal dave 85 you have changed your twitter handle yes after so many weeks of 
all of social media prodding you to change your handle. Well, no, I, did, I did it on my own. I don't. Why? Did you want me to change it? Ever. I just happened to do I've it. I've been asking you every it. week to change it your impossible to understand Twitter handle, Dave. W- I, I didn't give it to peer pressure. I did it on my own accord. I was going to do it anyway. So I did it. Yeah. So Metal Dave 85. That's a great Twitter handle. Rolls off the tongue. Now, see, now your follower account's going to shoot way up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're going to get Bieber like numbers solely because, like, there's people who want to partake in your tweet gems, you know, to get your 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 statements about life who haven't been able to find you because your twitter handle had like 400 numbers at the end of it oh yeah because i yeah i i, I yeah i'm in self-promotion i tweet like really amazing things my second to last one was i'm having a debate in the office do you consider a wrap a sandwich oh see now that's a solid tweet that's gold you that's know twitter you want to follow that that's at d no no i'm sorry no. at metal dave 85 i yeah. almost use your old handle yeah. So you could also follow Break the Business on Facebook, just like Break the Business. Uh, if you have any show questions that you want to have answered on the air, if you want to send us any comments, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. And hey, tell a friend about us. Yeah. Um, by yeah. the way, can we can we get into this uh, sandwich debate? Because now you got me thinking oh, sh- about that. Uh, sure. A wrap is a sandwich. Yes, I, I agree. Are there people who don't think that wraps are sandwiches? I think most people think wraps are sandwiches. My The wrinkle that I put in was I'm thinking, well, you know what a wrap is, really looks a lot like, especially when it's been finished and before it's cut in half? Mm-hmm. A burrito. Are you suggesting that a burrito is also a sandwich? Well, it's a carbohydrate. I, 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 can't, I can't take you. I can't, I, I can't go with you on that. I, I, I had, a lot of people also can't go with you on that, but I feel like spiritually... It's a carbohydrate wrapping up some proteins and some uh, other food fillings. It's heated up, you know, right? I might be willing to go with you on a burrito of perhaps being a distant cousin of the sandwich. Like like Eleanor Roosevelt and FDR? That's right. Or like, even more distant. Yes, I, no, no. Yeah, about that. Like it's, They're similar, but the wrap can still marry the burrito and people won't think it's weird. Okay, that's that's where I'm kind of because, but I'm not quite ready to accept. Now, what if I blew your into mind? the, the now, sandwich family? Okay, now what if I blew your mind? Yeah, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, I mean, because people cause consider it's, a hamburger sandwich. It's called a hamburger sandwich, right? Sure, sure. But it's a hot dog. Cause people don't think that, right? I I think it either has to be like above and below. Like a sandwich, like bread on top, bread on below, or bread all the way around. But here's the thing. It can't be bread 270 okay, degrees. Uh, but Ryan, is a lobster roll a sandwich? Oh, my God. And think of a lobster roll. What is that? It's the bun that is never split on the bottom. Yeah. It's cut on top, and they put the lobster in there, and it kind of sticks out on the top. And you eat that, and it looks a lot like kind of like a hot dog. And that's a sandwich. So why wouldn't a hot dog be a sandwich? Oh my God, I got nothing for you. Especially in Chicago. I got nothing for you. In Chicago, where they put tomatoes, they put onions, they put all the things that a lot of times they put on sandwiches or hamburgers on a hot dog. Ryan, your wedding present from me to you <laughs> is the knowledge that a hot dog is a sandwich. You actually got me a great wedding present, but before we get to what that was, hold that thought. Okay. All I'm thinking about is I have often texted you. Like, you'll often ask me, hey, Ryan. Uh, who's the guest this week for Break the Business Podcast? And I'll send you some info about the guest. And I'm going to go ahead and just expose you here. You rarely do research on who the guests are. I know. Screw you. I do research sometimes. Because 
I, apparently, I the amount it. of research that you would normally put into a guest, you have now spent this week opining on what is or is not a sandwich. Is that the extent of the show prep you've done this week? Listen, I don't want to say that I locked myself up in the stacks on the Richter Library at the University of Miami, like old, the old days when we were there, going through microfiche, you know, <laughs> finding older records and diary accounts from like the 16th century on sandwiches. But I lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was going with that. That's some fantastic. Hi, show Ryan. <laughs> May um, the fourth be with you. Oh yes, it is May fourth. No, no. Would you get me for my wedding present? I, I didn't want to. You know. Wait, did you consider a wedding present? That was that not a wedding? I thought it was more housewarming. housewarming. Oh yeah, yeah. But you got me a gift. That was a because cool... I mean it's it, okay. It's more for you than for your lovely bride to be. Underst- okay, so what you're telling me? But is... if you're telling me I can't, that's it. I don't to get you anything else. Oh no no! Shower me in gifts, man. No, that red envelope. I don't. If I don't have to fill it. Oh no! Fill the red envelope. Things are kind of tight with Damn old it. Dave here. Damn it! No, you told me. You said it. It's on tape. Son of a. It's on the VCR. <laughs> it's, it's on the reel to reel. So okay, so what I got you was a very lovely. I this I I did good. Yeah. I did good. A lot of you right now are thinking, well, no, I've got Ryan the best present at all of all. I know you're maybe your family's listening to this, friends, you know, all the people that we know that uh, support us and listen to us. Thank you very much. But make sure you also tell strangers that don't know us so they can listen. That's too. right. Yeah. Cast yeah. a wide net, gang. You think, oh, no, no, no. I got on the best thing. No, no, no. I got on the best thing. I got you really great artwork from this artist I love, Tom Whalen, um, of a commission he did for uh, Away Mission Orlando. It's, it, this is like a Star Trek type uh, convention. Well, right. absolutely it is because it's called Away Mission. Um, and it was in Orlando in 2011 and in perusing his website. Cause I like to get stuff for me. He had a kick-ass Patrick Stewart piece where you have a, a big profile, like a head on view of Patrick Stewart. And half of him is captain Picard. Half of him is Charles Xavier and around him are also other characters he's played. Yes. It's absolutely beautiful. It's magnificent. I got it framed. I got it matted professional, lovely whole thing. It's incredible. My God. It, it, it it's amazing. It's so incredible. It's just the most amazing thing ever. It could be a Republican uh, field. I was about to say, you're yeah. sort of channeling Trump a little bit there. No, yes. it is beautiful, and I, I really appreciate the gift. Thank you so much, Dave. And, you're very and, you welcome. Know, I should tweet it out. I'll, I'll you know When this episode goes up, I'll tweet the picture out so everybody can see this awesome picture. That's true. That yeah. you got me, pal. See, that's how we use social media. Uh, oh, this is nice. something you're going to learn once you now become one of the five most famous people on Twitter because you finally oh, changed wait, wait, your so you handle. Actually, you have to be sociable? Because <laughs> I want to join anti-social media. <laughs> thank you um but yes indeed it is may 4th may the 4th be with you may the 4th be with uh, you yes coming up in the next segment because you know this is a music business podcast and oh yeah we're sort of slacking on the music business advice here in the first segment because look i'm gonna be honest with you uh done a lot of wedding crap this week and i uh, just haven't researched stuff um that's just the way it is yeah and it's whatever we're tired Deal we with are it. tired man but that doesn't mean that this isn't a great music business show. In fact, I would venture to say, Dave, this is going to be one of our best music business info shows ever. Well, we have a very uh, a guest that you know has a uh, an acclaim to him that we've never had before. Yes, we've never experienced. Ryan, we have a Grammy winner. Yes, on the show we do. Coming up in the next segment. Grammy Award winner Tim Kubart is joining us. He, in the last most recent Grammys in February, uh, he won the award for Best Children's Album for his album Home. You might also know Tim Kubart. He's one of those guys, Dave, that even if you don't know him, you know him. Mm-hmm. Because Tim Kubart, uh, 
He is the tambourine player for Postmodern Jukebox. So if you've seen one of these Postmodern Jukebox yeah. videos where it's these guys who take current pop songs and they do them in old time music styles, you always see that guy who's like enthusiastically playing the tambourine in every third video. That's him. Yeah. You tell your friends like, who is this tambourine guy? I want to know what about tambourine guy. Now you got it. Yeah. In fact, if, if you ever look at uh, YouTube comments in the videos where he appears, that's what everybody says. Like, who's that tambourine guy? And it's it's got to frustrate the musicians in that video who are like, look, I'm playing some pretty good bass here. Why are all the comments just talking about the tambourine player? But he's got so much enthusiasm. He's such a happy dude. Yeah. Look, I pioneered the eight and a half string guitar. Why don't you guys notice anything? Oh, no, no, tambourine. Tambourine guy. Yeah. Um, he is also the host of the Sunny Side Up show on Sprout TV. So he's you know national TV star. Now, Ryan, um, you showed me a clip of this. Yes. And we're both 30-year-old men, right? Yeah, grown men. We enjoyed the show. I loved that show. Yes. They, who's the, who, the co-host, the co-host puppet, Chica the Chicken. Chica the Chicken. Wow. I know. That's... Sunny Side Up is good television. Like, we're grown men with, you know, beards and, you know, we're too old to be appreciating this show, but we appreciate this show. I, maybe we should try to get her, too. The Chicken? Yeah. Chica the Chicken? Yeah. You think, I mean, look, we got a Grammy Award winner on the hey, show, Ryan, which is a solid booking, but do you really think we can get Chica the Chicken? But you know us, we're a fun show. We like making yolks. Oh, I don't I'll wait have for the... it. I'll wait for it. There it there is. There we go. I, I was looking on the sound effects board. I was like, do I have the drum fill? Yes, I do. My band leader is really slow here today. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, we should get Postmodern Jukebox in here because there's some great musicians. But we're going to interview him in the next segment. I'm really excited because we're going to talk about Postmodern Jukebox. We're going to talk about um, the work that, you know, his Grammy Award winning album and how he made it, uh, which is kind of an amazing idea because he made this Grammy Award winning album, Dave, in his little apartment in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine many of you indie artists out there are listening and probably are making your own works in your homes or apartments. And you got to be inspired by the fact that a dude won a Grammy with an award with, with an album he made in his apartment. And maybe you yeah. can too. And he's going to share some tips on how he did that. And so that's pretty mm -hmm. solid stuff right there. Um, plus the other thing that's inspiring about Tim that he mentioned during his Grammy acceptance speech is that all of the nominees for best children's album, including Tim were indie artists. So that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. You, you don't get that in the, uh, the major quote unquote, categories yeah. you know best album and everything really i think what we're saying is who gives a crap about those people that's right best children's album baby yeah stop but, stop don't watch the televised portion of the grammys but, but you wonder if it's sort of a is the right word harbinger or the, something a things to come well that's usually a bad i know thing. that's why i was trying to search for a different word there's never a, a harbinger of great things to come i know like i'm trying to think of like the right word because i wouldn't say canary in the coal mine either because that's also negative yeah. like what's the positive term for like a good sign of things to come up oh, a good sign of things to come like the idea that you know we're already seeing our category where all the nominees were indie artists yeah. maybe this is going to be a development that we'll see more um, often a, a seagull in the middle of the sea because then there's land nearby. Uh -huh. Okay, we'll go with that. Doesn't roll off the tongue. I know. It's not not quite a harbinger. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, break. that's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but uh, we're so excited uh, to have Tim on. Again, our first Grammy winner on the podcast. Um, I hope he's not annoyed that we're probably going to ask him a ton of Grammy questions. He probably gets this with a lot of interviews. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't care. We've never interviewed a Grammy winner before, and I'm going to milk it. I have faith in you. That's right. Yeah. So check that out. That's coming up in the next segment. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. 
Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time, my new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. He is an independent musician and actor from Brooklyn, New York. In February, he won the 2016 Grammy Award for Best Children's Album for his release, Home. He also hosts the Sunny Side Up show on Sprout TV and is the tambourine player for YouTube Sensation's Postmodern Jukebox. You can find out more about his projects by visiting timkubart.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Kubart is on thank the Break you, the you, Business Podcast. <laughs> Hello, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Uh, we, uh, so, do you just go by Tim, or do we have to say Grammy Award winner Tim Kubart? Is, <laughs> we just want to make sure we get you, the protocol right. You got right. the Grammy Award winner out of the way, so from now on, just Tim. That's all right. Oh, very, very good. Um, we are so excited to have you on this show. Uh, we're going to talk more about the great speech you gave when you won the Grammy uh, in February about indie music and how that inspired us to have you on. Um, but before we do any of that, let's start from the beginning, Tim. Uh, how did you get started in the entertainment world? What inspired you to want to entertain people? Wow. That's a great question. Um, what inspired me to want to entertain people? Well, I've seen, I mean, I started off as an actor, uh, just in musicals and things, I guess in school. And I joined my first musical actually, because I was getting picked on, on the bus in high school and I just needed something to do after school. Uh, but, uh, but uh, then, I, then I found I loved it, um, and then oh, I come on. Which one it. was it? You can't just leave us oh, hanging yeah, like that. Yeah. It was it was Oliver, and I was the artful uh, dodger. Of it was course, freshman year of high school. <laughs> but that, that's funny. Usually, you don't hear that. I joined drama and theater to avoid being that's picked right. on. <laughs> Usually, in our schools, that's really that, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that is that's super funny, <laughs> but that that is my story, and uh, and then got got into sort of the the punk rock emo scene of Long Island for a while uh, in 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 bands. But I realized kind of as uh, high school and college went on, I was in bands, but I was singing like kind of silly songs already. I was I would. Uh, my friends would be writing more serious songs, but I'd be writing songs about not doing my homework and things like that. Um, and then when I was a senior in college, I uh, took a class that I had to volunteer a certain amount of hours to finish the class. And I volunteered at a homeless shelter for women and children. And I was taking care of kids in the nursery while their moms looked for uh, for work or housing. And the director, director of the homeless shelter found out I played guitar asked me to play for the kids. I said, I don't know any kids' songs. He said, learn some. So I learned a few, and I wrote a song called The Octopus Song. And the first time I ever played for these kids, I just knew that being a kids and family musician was what I was going to do. Oh, that's so cool. And then it just everything just sort of happened from there. You... Yeah, I mean, well, it took then, – then that was 10 years ago, so it took a little while for everything to happen. But uh, – but I went kind of full force into my career uh, after my senior year of college, sort of entertainment. Uh, I was still an actor, but mostly children's music was my driving force. Uh, I was a, 
adult musician uh, and non-kids musician besides uh, sort of playing in bands, sort of as a hired gun kind of person. But uh, kids music was always my focus. Oh, cool. Um, as we mentioned in the in the in our bio of you in February, you won the Grammy for best children's album for your album. I did. Home. Yes. Um, yeah. It, um, we we love listening to it. Uh, I, I yeah. like that you're the kind of uh, you know, kids music artist where grownups can listen to it without sort of losing their minds and because it's, <laughs> cause it's genuinely good music. Um, and you mentioned in your speech, uh, which I thought was so cool that you and all four of your fellow nominees in the category were all independent artists. And it made me wonder, is there something unique about the children's music genre that makes it perhaps more accommodating than other genres for indie artists? Yeah. I mean, I would say the, 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 children's independent genre we call it kindy music kids i indie like music. that <laughs> um <laughs> I, I thank you so much for what you said about my music i would say there are so many artists right now who are making music uh with families in mind and not just kids uh they are making music thinking about what parents would also listen to uh, i'm a fan of all the artists that i was nominated with um so it is a really great time we also we all get together uh once or twice a year and we just sort of share uh tips on how we're uh dealing with our careers and we we um we have stories of gigs that went really well and gigs that not that did not go as well um and yeah and and sort of thank you so much for what you're saying about my music we make straight pop music for families we're inspired by Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Uh, also, the independent kids genre is so cool because there's so many different types of music represented. Uh, I have uh, friends in the in the uh, genre who, even though we kind of do the same thing, we might even be playing the same theaters around the country, but uh, but they're playing New Orleans jazz or they're playing uh, traditional folk music. Um, but we all have the same audience that we're playing to. Sure. Cool, cool. And uh, so, Tim, I, I have a question, and I, and I apologize if this is a very cliche question, uh, question, but I, I have a feeling we all want to know. So where are you keeping the Grammy right now? And yeah, where is it? <laughs> I actually, thank you for asking. I think it's coming tomorrow. When you are handed a Grammy on stage, you hand it right back afterwards. Um, oh, it's just like, it's like a, it's like it's a, a prop. A prop Grammy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a prop Grammy. Uh, they, uh. Um, yeah, they hand it to you and they keep on handing kind of the same three Grammys out the entire afternoon and you hand it right back. And then I met, uh, the president of the Grammys and they handed me another Grammy. I took my picture with him and then I had to go to a bunch of different press rooms and talk, uh, to press people. And I was handed a Grammy, uh, each time to have my interview. And then I saw no more Grammys. So that, that wasn't your Grammy. Wow. I feel like my idealism yeah, that, that just wasn't died. My Grammy. Right. Yeah. yeah, the Grammys are a sham yeah, and a lie. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, you're, so it's been two months. You're hoping to get the award soon? Yeah, I, I think I, it's, I think it's coming tomorrow. Actually, I believe my producer, his Grammy came today. So I believe mine's coming tomorrow. Oh, um, I, we get it. Okay, the producer yeah. gets his first. Okay, <laughs> that's All show right. business for you. See, and, 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 now Ryan, see, I'm I'm thinking of this. I'm I'm in my head. I'm right now as a single man. I'm thinking like. Of course, you you bring a girl over. You're like, I swear to God, I won a Grammy. I'm a Grammy award winner. I, yeah, you can trust me. I won a Grammy. You know, we just have to go straight to Google or something. That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I do not have a, a spot planned out for for where my Grammy will go. Um, 
it, if you sell my apartment, there's not really a place for it. I would, I think I have to build a shelf or something. Okay. Oh, nice. Like a yeah. special, just, just Grammy shelf. Yeah. Just a nice, just a case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go, go into Ikea. Excuse me. Uh, where are your uh, Grammy slash Oscar shelves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they have like a funny Swedish name for those. Yeah. Uh, uh, so in that Grammy acceptance speech, you also mentioned there were so many great like indie music nuggets in that acceptance speech. But and you mentioned that you made the album a Grammy award winning album with your roommates in your, uh, quote, tiny apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. What was it like making a Grammy winning album in such a setting? What was the process like? Well, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, the way we made the album um, differently than, than the way we made our other music, uh, normally it was just sort of, I would, uh, myself and my writing partner, Matt Puckett, um, who, he was not a roommate. He lives in Texas, actually. But uh, he was a roommate during the creation of the album. But we would write songs back and forth. Uh, we would email just sort of acoustic tracks, decide on what the song was going to be, and then hold band practice and figure out parts that way. Um, uh, but this time around, we, instead, my roommate, uh, Dominic Falacaro, who is my producer on my past albums, we decided we would make as much of the album as we can just using his home equipment, um, to start. So we had two bedrooms. There was a tiny room in between that was sort of his studio and Matt flew in from Texas and he stayed with us for weeks and, uh, I slept on my couch, Matt slept in my bed, and uh, we would pretty much spend all day just sitting in this tiny room, and we would be writing songs, but we'd be writing the parts as we were writing the songs. Uh, so so Dominic would be creating sort of how the song will sound and was uh, was both picking uh, what the parts would be and what, the, what sort of the sounds would be. So he would be picking bass sounds and things uh and we would sort of make the entire thing just on his computer and then we would just we just found musicians who we hired to then go into a studio and just play those parts we had written oh oh cool so interesting it's almost it's like a blueprint for the music basically yeah exactly yeah it was it was definitely a different way of doing things than we had done in the past and and when we brought in a guitar player um or even, or more so, like we brought in a horn player or something. Uh, there really wasn't a, a, a okay. Now just play whatever you want. It was always just here's what we already have. Can you just play that to to? And you are a professional, and we just need your sound. Hearing a story like that has to be inspiring to the indie artists out there who are listening, uh, who maybe have their own dreams of you know creating something that that strong, you know in something like their home or apartment. Uh, do you have any uh, tips for those artists on how they can make a great sounding album in their home other than what you've mentioned? Oh, uh, in all honesty, um, find, find like it, it, I, for me, I, I find, I surround myself with people who I love to play with. Um, I'm more of a songwriter than anything else. Um, so I need, I need to put a lot of trust into other other uh, musicians who, who helped me really craft what I'm looking for. Also, we did a lot of listening um, to the things that we wanted to sound like, which, which was definitely the interesting thing about this album, that we would write a song knowing that we wanted it to sound like a Katy Perry song. So we listened to as much Katy Perry as we possibly could uh, and tried to find all the sounds they're using and then uh, – use those same type of sounds and inc and think about how her songwriting goes, but write it for a kid. 
in the voice of a kid for families to listen to. Now, actually, Tim, uh, just hearing you talk, I, I just thought of a question here. I'm wondering, has there, do, do you ever any thought cross your mind about branching out to different genres, maybe with each album? Because I know you said, like, obviously this one's more poppy and everything, like Kate, same Katy Perry influences. Do you ever think about, okay, maybe let's try to do one based more on country, based more on rock and roll, or different sort of genres? Interesting. I've, I haven't, that, that's sort of the first time I'm, 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 I'm thinking about that. Uh, I, I kind of have put making the next album sort of off my mind for a second. Well, now if you do make an album in a different genre, you're going to have to credit my friend Dave. I, I, I actually was yes, thinking that. I was very selfishly thinking that, like, ooh, good producer credit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I totally know how your mind works, yeah. Dave. I knew that was uh, the well, wheels were turning well, in there. Also, selfishly, I'm thinking, boy, you know, it'd be cool to have, like, a family metal album. Heavy metal is my favorite thing. <laughs> and that's genuinely, genuinely, you don't see that much in the... Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's yeah. any, there's, there's there any metal groups. There's, there's totally, like, an alt grunge kind of 90s group called the Nodits who are they're pretty they're pretty hard rocking but they're not all the way there with the metal wait, wait. oh you know what i saw something with like dinosaur puppets this was sort of they, there's like a german kids band that is metal <laughs> okay i will find it and I, will, uh, I, I maybe we'll post it or something you nice. know what because you said it's german i believe you <laughs> I, I mean they, ha- they do have the best metal I, yes because because i know what that scene looks like i totally yeah. believe you that there's I'm, a kid version of it there are enough metal parents yeah, yeah so. in germany <laughs> now i'm sure as an artist you love getting these sort of process you know, artistic process questions, but selfishly, we want to ask you more Grammy questions. So give us your best story <laughs> from your time at the Grammys. Did you, did you have any rock star sightings, anything cool happened while you were there? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool that, um, when, when I went, I wasn't sure if we were going to win, I, but it's pretty cool when you win because you kind of get past the curtain, you know, and, and all of a sudden, everybody's there. Um, so backstage, I just ran into Bonnie Raitt and I got to have a conversation with her. Um, buddy guy, uh, Johnny Depp was back there. Uh, Alice Cooper, actually, this was interesting. He just, I didn't say anything to him, but he just walked right up to me and shook my hand and walked away. (laughs) Wow. Wait, no, no words or anything. (laughs) No words. (laughs) It makes you wonder who does he think you were? Oh. Yeah, he just he just he was walking he was walked right up, shook my hand, and walked away. I don't know if he had seen me win or something. It just was that was his congratulations. I don't know. Dude loves tambourines. See, at least you had the discipline. Me, I wouldn't. I probably have to drop to my knees and do "We're Not Worthy" a la Wayne's <laughs> of World. Of course, yeah. But then I'm not sure if he'd be like, "Oh God, again." Another "We're Not yeah. Worthy." Yeah. I mean, as he was walking up to me, I almost. And said that I wasn't worthy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was obviously the first thing that came to my head. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, brace yourself. Incredibly cliche Grammy question on its way, Tim. Uh, how has your life changed since you won the Grammy? Uh, any cool professional kind of opportunities coming about? Yeah, it's actually it's been really great. Um, that kind of right away the day after there have been phone calls, phone calls coming in. Um, uh, I, I got a few great gigs uh, writing some music for Sesame Street. Uh, I got greenlit by HarperCollins Children's Books. Um, so those things will be happening and coming out. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's great. And um, 
though I I would say it's still it's still a hustle and it's still a grind to to uh, make these theater show happens uh, theater shows happen that I want to happen and it's still tough to get people to shows. I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing. Marketing is a completely different beast. Uh, having Grammy award winning at the top can get some people's attention, but it, um, it's still, you have to get their attention, you know? Well, I mean, you got on our podcast, so did it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Cross that off the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, exactly. We're there. We're there. <laughs> but you know, actually I guess that's a good lesson though, Ryan, that, you know, Success and everything. Well, obviously it's great. It doesn't uh, make you not do any less legwork. That's right. The you hustle doesn't put, stop. You, yeah, you got to put the time in. If anything, you're probably it's gonna... kind of. I feel like every time I make another step in my career, I realize there's even more hustle that has to happen now. More money, more problems. <laughs> more money, more exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, my man Puffy said it best. Yeah. So um, I am a big fan and I know Dave is a big fan of the postmodern jukebox videos. Uh, for those who don't know postmodern jukebox, and I'm sure I'm going to give a terrible explanation of what they are and you'd give a better one, but this is a, a group that makes YouTube videos and performs live where they take modern pop songs and they do them in old time music styles. Um, and you are a member of this group and have been yes, there yeah, since I mean, the beginning. You, and also you described it wonderfully. We say pop music back in time. Oh, I like that. See, that would have been much more efficient. Uh, uh, and also, uh, something else I like to say, in, uh, in the, we make everything new old again. <laughs> I like oh, that. I like that too, yeah. Um, <laughs> Postmodern Jukebox, they're actually on tour right now. And uh, can you tell us, uh, Tim, a bit about the experience of playing with Postmodern Jukebox, what it's like performing alongside so many great musicians and making these intriguing versions of pop songs? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's sort of a dream come true that I I and also I play the tambourine and I get to play alongside some of the best musicians in the world, best musicians and performers and singers. Um, it's kind of interesting how uh, I know Postmodern Jukebox and ended up in it. It's because um, I Scott Bradley, who created Postmodern Jukebox, him and I played children's birthday parties for years together. Um, he was a piano player that I would hire to play the kids' birthday parties I would have. So many times, Scott and I played for three, one, three, one and two-year-olds on the floor with their nannies. Um, we did. We played sort of hundreds of parties together and mommy and me classes and things. Uh, Scott had an idea of doing a Nickelback song like it was a Motown song, and he knew that I had a tambourine. So. Uh, he asked me if I could come to his basement apartment in Queens and play the tambourine in his YouTube video. At the time, being in a Scott Bradley video was not uh, was not as exciting of a prospect as it is now that people are sort of begging <laughs> Scott to be in his videos. It was just sort of, I guess, all right, Scott, I'll come to your house later and do that thing. And uh, we, I played the tambourine in this video, and the next day it had 300,000 views. Um, and everybody said look there's tambourine guy um so i've been tambourine guy ever since that day i i just love the idea of my my head um of of, of him basically going i need a guy with a tambourine <laughs> is are you are you telling me that any of us could have become a member of postmodern jukebox if only we happened to be friends with scott bradley and had a tambourine in our possession right place right time that's, oh, that's, a, that's a lot of success yeah <laughs> That's it's, it's like, Scott, I'd love to join you. Do you have a tambourine? No. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the, the arrangements, Tim, on those postmodern jukebox songs are so amazing. Uh, how long does it take Scott and the gang to, to put one of those songs together from start to finish? 
Scott is a huge fan of all of those um all those time periods and all, all those different types of music. He he knows them so well. He played them for years. He would play the standards for years. Um, one thing that's pretty cool that he does is normally when he picks the uh, the genre of music he's going to play something in, he bases it off the lyrics more than he bases it off the original tune. Uh, he he reads the lyrics and thinks about what what these words mean. Uh, and and what do they connect to something that would work well in this genre? Um, so then from there, he start, sort of starts playing. A lot of times he'll work in the arrangement himself or work in the arrangement with the singer a bit, and then he'll he'll just start, start playing, and the band builds around, builds around that. Um, it, he probably spends, I don't know how long he spends by himself, but by the time he brings it to the band, uh, they sort of flesh everything out within, within an hour. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive to watch. I I normally am just sort of sitting there and and uh, and I I think about how um, I think more of the of what the show of it is. Um, so I'm I'm there during the the music the musical arrangements parts, but I'm I'm thinking about what I can do as tambourine guy to add something new to what we're doing. Uh, it's it- actually it's kind of interesting um, the way he sort of keeps all these sort of uh, elements in one because it's good uh, YouTube uh, things but also there's there's a history of of sort of uh, these kind of these kind of things in music actually my own grandfather was in a band called the harmonica rascals uh, that were kind of just a bunch of of silly guys with with harmonicas who were sort of doing uh, physical comedy while they were playing music Huh. So yeah, so you're sort of carrying on that legacy to some extent. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of a wild thing to watch to watch the Harmonica Rascals and then realize this Tambourine Guy came from there. Well, I guess it sounds like vaudevillian in nature, which you know I guess makes sense that that stuff you know really worked back then. It kind of works now too. Yeah, it's and and the fans have really shown up for that. I mean, that's that's an amazing thing. Scott is an independent artist as well. He he uh, he has never signed to a label and he just puts out this stuff that he creates in his living room yeah. and puts it out and we have people coming thousands of people at every show around the world now oh yeah postmodern jukebox is on tour everybody uh definitely check them out online to get your tickets uh i, I i'm certainly going to be checking them out when they come down to south florida this october um Thank you so much for being on the show with us, Tim. And before we... Oh, did you have another question, Dave? Well, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, uh, Tim's show on Sprout. Of course. Because I got to say, Tim, I'm 30 years old, but I was especially fascinated by Chica the Chicken. We love that chicken. Yeah. Now, for me, I I feel like... Okay. I guess Chica, right? We have to say Chica. Yeah. 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 You know, it's channeling like a Harpo Marx thing for me, <laughs> which I'm not I'm, I'm being very, I'm, I'm being very serious right now. I, I, I was like, I, I really loved, I'm like, wow, I, I, it's not just like mindless children's entertainment. I'm like, I, I like this. Awesome. Yeah. So happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Chica, Chica is a wonderful chicken who I, I get to share lots of mornings with. We're totally live <laughs> nine, nine to noon, Monday through Friday. We're live from 30 rock. And uh, yeah, Chica is a trip, and and Chica is 
Chica is the star of the show. So many kids are just just love watching her. So let me ask you this. Um, I once heard Pat Sajak host a Wheel of Fortune get interviewed, and he has, you know, he said that one of the things that he gets the most when he's just walking around is everybody will ask him, Where's Vanna? Where's Vanna? As if like <laughs> they always hang out together. Do you get that a lot? Do you get a lot of where's Chica when you're just like, you know, walking through the neighborhood or whatever? Well, I have to say, I generally don't get recognized unless Chica is with me or I'm <laughs> holding a tambourine. <laughs> those are, it's, those it's are one totally of the two accessories you need. Jukebox shows, I can just leave. If I have somewhere to be, I can just walk right out. Um, but if I, if I leave postmodern jukebox shows and I'm holding my tambourine, then it's selfies for the next hour. <laughs> That's you know I gotta say that's ingenious because where else in life really are you either just gonna be holding a tambourine walking around or next to a squeaking chicken? Yeah, <laughs> you've really you've really worked your career nicely. You got this fame thing figured out, yeah. Tim. <laughs> um, all right. Um, oh gosh, this has been such a treat, Tim. Yeah. Uh, and and again, before we let you go, um, I'm gonna ask you. We ask uh, all the fantastic independent artists we have on this show uh, this closing question. Uh, can you share some uh, tips, either general or specific, for indie artists listening to this program on how they can move their music careers forward? Maybe some lessons you've learned along the way, particularly for the artists out there who might be considering getting into children's music. Uh, I would I would say play as much as you can take so many gigs when you first start, because, uh, I, I learned how to perform for kids. In my case, I learned how to keep kids attention because I said yes to so many gigs that I either made zero money or lost money on because I wanted to understand how to be this entertainer. Oh, that, you know, and, and I guess, you know, that's, you can't underestimate the networking that comes but from I was going to say, you never know. Oh who yeah. You're gonna that play as with. well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're doing yeah, a children's I mean, birthday party and, you know, Scott Bradley's hanging out with you next thing you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Also meeting so many people, but all, but really also sort of, sort of learning your craft, um, by just, just doing it over and over and over again. Well, there's no substitute for that. Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. We'd love to have you on again real soon. That'd be great. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, we'll Tim. be right back on the break. The business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to Tim Kubart for joining us in the previous segment. Be sure to check out all the great stuff he's got going on, including his album Home, which won a Grammy Award. Uh, check out the Sunny Side Up show on Sprout TV. And uh, check out his website at timkubart.com. You can also check out his the group he plays, Tambourine, for Postmodern Jukebox. They're at postmodernjukebox.com. They're on tour now. Uh, they're currently in Europe. They'll be returning to the U.S. in late September Oh my goodness, Dave! How great was that? That interview? was a great interview. Tim was a lot of fun. Good guy. Yeah, no, uh, so just happy, and I, I love that he, you know, he he's on. Like he he, you know, we're not we're I can't imagine we're the largest media outlet that he's talked to. He's been no. on, you know, he's been on a lot of national TV shows or anything. But like he he gave he brought it. 
but we are the largest in terms of self-importance. Oh, we're number one. Yes, uh, absolutely. In all time slots, for sure. I have no conception about anything in terms of the outside world and how big this is. (laughs) I am fully delusional. I honestly don't know too much either. Like, I don't check the numbers. Like, I'll I'll check them occasionally, but... You don't check the Nielsen's? (laughs) I do not check the Nielsen's. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of, he had a lot of great nuggets in there like there were a, no matter whatever kind of indie artist you are whatever you got going on like he gave you no matter what you're doing he gave you something like if you're if you want to learn more about how to make albums he had some tidbits about that if he if you wanted to learn more about networking he had some tidbits about that and i and gosh did i love what he said about hustling mm-hmm. and how he, he was sort of real with indie artists out there a lot of indie artists are sort of working for the big break. Like I got to hustle, 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 and then I'm going to get my big break and then I can rest easy. My ship will come in. Right. And Tim was real with us. You know, he was like, look, ever since I won the Grammy, I've been working twice as hard. Like that's where the real work begins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't, I mean, it's a good lesson for the indie artists out there. You know, you're, you're working hard to have the opportunity to work even harder. And if, you know, if you're not, you know, get ready for that. If you're not ready for that, it's um, like in sports, when you get your first major deal, and if you decide to be one of those people that then coasts afterwards, you know what you're not going to get, Ryan? The second deal. The second deal. The second deal. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also liked how there's great tips that he gave in terms of if you want to meet Johnny Depp and Alice Cooper, now you know, win a Grammy. Win a Grammy. Yeah. So if you, all, <laughs> if you all really have that in mind on a bucket list, get to work. Man, I can't believe he actually hasn't even gotten his Grammy yet. What a what a charade that Ryan that blew my mind. I like to think that I have my my ear to the ground of Grammys. Like I love the Grammy Awards. I follow it pretty closely. I didn't know that it takes Grammy winners. Gosh, what is it? May now three months to get their Grammy Awards. Like I mean, I get that you know maybe you don't get it right away because they have to print your name on it or whatever. Yeah, but three months. Engra- like what are the engravers doing? I don't know. Like what. Why does it take three months? Why can't it take a couple weeks? You'd think, right? Get it together, Neil Port. Now is he still the president of the Grammys? I have to check on that. But just I don't understand. Yeah, you know, that's that. A- I mean, I, I honestly I feel like just like a, a piece of my. Granted, I don't have much music industry idealism left, but I feel like another piece of it just went away, just <laughs> died once I found out that Tim Kubart didn't actually take the Grammy home that he was holding up at the podium. Yeah. And that he was just going from like photo op to photo op being handed another fake prop Grammy. Yeah. A faux Grammy. Faux Grammy. A A chamois is what it is. Oh, a chamois award. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But, but no, but I think you were absolutely right. Uh, During that interview, Dave, he's got to have trouble impressing friends when they all come over, they're like, all right, dude, where's the Grammy you said you won? And he's like, well, it hasn't come in yet. And they're like, oh, likely story. It's like, oh, here we go, Tim. Always with the uh, the, the lies and everything. No yeah. Grammy, huh? I also, I turned on the TV. I didn't see you there on the broadcast. Oh, that's a good point. Because it was yeah. he got it during the pre-tell award. So like, he doesn't even have video proof. I mean, the, the only reason I knew about it is because I happened to be watching the pre-tell awards because I'm a nerd like that. Like, okay, and you, I saw him ha- come up. Yeah, you happened to be watching. It just happened to be on. Yeah. You happen to have it on your computer. It wasn't you didn't go stake yourself out and purposely do it. It happened to be. Well, on. you know what I mean. Like oh, yeah. a, a pop up uh, window opened yeah. up, and I didn't want to. That's be right. Rude. I was being forced to watch it against my will. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. But yeah, no, but, like, but, but but only because I'm like an industry geek. Yeah, that I happened to you know catch his speech, and yeah. I'm glad I did because you know 
It led well, to a great thing. Yeah, but now, smash cut to yeah, now. He, he was on yeah. our show, and he was but it, awesome. But it, we should get the uh, the president of the Academy uh, for the Grammys on, because how many relationships and friendships have they destroyed mm-hmm. by not getting people Grammys on time? He should answer for that. When, Ryan, when you and me win a Grammy, when we when, win a Grammy. When. Definitely not if, when. When we are going to get that Grammy fast, and we're going to lay down the law. Okay? Now, hopefully they have Grammys for podcasts by them. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm or actually, sure. It's only a matter the, of time. We had this conversation. Listen, there's podcast awards, and in which case, would you call it a potty? <laughs> and just have, like, a golden toilet? You know, I almost think if there were... Po- I mean, I'm sure there are podcasting awards. Uh, we wouldn't know because it's not like we're getting a lot of nominations. Oh, but. we just gotta... We gotta, we gotta buy the billboards. We gotta buy yeah. the advertising space in the trades. Oh, you yeah. Know, that's what we gotta You gotta do. play the game. And yeah. we don't play the game. We're we're on the fringe. We, we got you know for your consideration, break the business. That's right. But I'd I'd like to think that the podcasting awards should be called the potties, and mm-hmm. it should be a toilet because really, I mean, podcasting is sort of, you know, if <laughs> yeah, if the entertainment industry was sort of defined by house appliances, <laughs> like I think Aww. the movie industry would be like the refrigerator. That like you know feeds everything, and podcasting your toilets. What? Why would the the Oscars be a refrigerator? Well, I'm trying to think of like what's the most important appliance in a house for a movie, well, a television. No, t- t- TVs. The, the, the Emmys are going to be the television in the house. Okay, so what, that's, the that's just obvious. Is a Dave. Blu-ray player, or. The, the the idea of a of a digital TV signal. Are you suggesting HBO? Are you suggesting know. that the TV, the Blu-ray player is more important to the house than a refrigerator? Well, I'm trying to. I, it keeps the food, Dave. Well, I'm trying to figure out is is it a representation of movies or is it because no, it's because then why would the Emmy? Because you made the Emmy the TV. Well, because that's just obvious. So what's what's the Grammy then? If you, and if you say that's the stereo, I want to punch I was gonna, you. You say they have the record player, <laughs> the gramophone. Dave, come on. So Get Oscars with it. is a refrigerator. That's right. Uh, the, the Grammy is it, yeah. It's it, it is what it is. It's the, the gramophone, gramophone already yeah. there. Yeah. The Emmy is for the TV. That's right. What's okay? What's the Tony? You bastard. The the Broadway theater that's in the house, obviously. <laughs> no, wouldn't it be the curtains? Oh God! Yeah. Oh, you're so you're better at this game than I am. Yeah. And yeah, but but podcasting is the toilet. <laughs> So they, they should embrace what they are, and it should be the Potty Awards. Hey, I would love if Chris Hardwick presents us with an award. That would be Can you, like, you know. No matter what it is, even if it's the most, most delusional podcast hosting duo, I take it. And oh, we I, would win that every year. And with no irony, I would gladly accept it and, you know, really be smiling and happy. <laughs> So all that's meant to say, thank you, Tim Kubart, for being on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, that's, that's where this started. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man. Um, I want to apologize to you, Dave. I know. As you should every single week. Because <laughs> we, usually, we usually record on the weekends. It's the middle of the week. You know, you came in from the office. Um, we couldn't, you know, we're not recording on the weekend because we got wedding stuff this weekend. Yeah, and I know you you're plans. tired and I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, I hope. But at least, I mean, I'm thinking because like we, we had this discussion last week. You know, I can't see uh, Captain America Civil War uh, Friday night. Actually, I, I can't even see it Thursday night 
and if those pre-screening ones, because we have your bachelor party tomorrow, and you know about that. Yeah, I know. No, you're, don't worry. You're not. I don't. So when your brothers listen to this later on, it's like, God damn it, Dave. What are you doing? You told him. No, he knows. Yeah, I know. I already told. I already asked him if he has a life insurance policy. What do you guys get? Okay, because I know there's a. Ba- well, we should, we could probably talk about this. I think this could be good. Um, I know there's a bachelor party in principle. However, my groomsmen, my brothers, and and all my my dear friends, including you, Dave, have been frighteningly quiet about the details of said bachelor party. Well, I mean, and you, I gotta say, I'm a little scared. Well, if you knew the truth that we're just gonna show the the Tom Hanks movie bachelor party, you probably wouldn't come. Oh crap! I told you. I'd watch that. That'd be fun. We'll all get together and have pizza. And you know, no, 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 it's not even pizza, Ryan. Just, just watching the movie. Yeah. There's no snacks allowed. <laughs> There's no snacks. We're gonna watch the movie on the refrigerator in the house. Yeah. Oh, that little. That, oh, you, do you, you have, have the refrigerator that? TV? You have this? No, I don't have a refrigerator oh. TV that okay. plays movies in the house. Uh, I got a pretty anyway. So I, I can't do that because you've taken up my time with that. I yeah. can't do it Friday night because you know you. Uh, rather selfishly put me in your wedding and so you have to go to the rehearsal uh, dinner the rehearsal, rehearsal and then the rehearsal dinner so i i, I got to apparently this rehearsal takes place you know during work hours i know I uh, like know, before I five know. o'clock so I'm, I'm losing money so i'll invoice you that um <laughs> then saturday you know the day of the event and everything you know it's gonna go well into the night i'm sure so i can't watch it then so buddy how about this i haven't gotten any messages from your sister, your mother, anyone saying, oh, my God, Dave, you have not RSVP'd to the super mega after fun party brunch, you know, something like that. Yeah, there's no post. There's no post wedding brunch the next day. OK, so no events Sunday. All right, dude, do you want to see Captain America Civil War on Sunday? Dude, I can't see Captain America Civil War on Sunday. Why not? Because after we get married, we're, we, we, we got a, a hotel and we're going to, you know, do like you know our 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 first our my, my our first day of wedded bliss can't oh, be you and I going God. to see Captain America Civil War, Dave. It begins seriously, dude. What begins? This this crap. What crap? Oh, I'm a married man with my own family now, Dave. I can't be with you like it was in the old days. <laughs> this can't be like when we were in middle school or college or you know the last number of years. No, no, no. I have my own thing. Now I have another person to worry about that I kind of like. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's so many things to deconstruct in that. But let me just start with you're saying that you're saying that because the day after my wedding, I intend to spend it with, I don't know, my wife, that I am the kept man. Well, you know, let's first things first. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We're not we're not certain that it's going to go down. No, oh, come on. We're putting the cart before the horse, buddy. All right. Would you? That's right. That's true. We're, no, no. The wedding is going to go down. It's going to be awesome. Well, okay. I know there will be a wedding, but whether or not, you know, what? Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to jinx you. I don't want to jinx you. People at home are listening. Like this guy is horrible. <laughs> well, you have each week uh, made statements suggesting that you're moderately unsupportive if not fully unsupportive of this wedding. Um, hey, I'm a fan of stories. And <laughs> if I can tell someone one day, oh, my God, you will never believe what happened at my best friend's wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I said, as always, the disclaimer, you know, asterisk and everything. She's great. I love her. She's the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. Wish you nothing but happily wedded bliss. Except for Sunday when we can see Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Dude. 
I mean, next weekend? Well, I'm going to see it Sunday with or without you. Oh, man, you're not going to wait for me? You're going to wait for your buddy? No, because I everyone else is not going to wait. Look, man, like, like, just wait one week. We'll watch it, like, Friday or Saturday. Oh, wait, no, actually, no, the weekend I'm probably going to be doing, like, you know, Bed Bath Beyond home shopping with the missus, so, like, that whole weekend shot. But, like, you got a home with like, her? Like, three or four weeks from now, we'll definitely do Captain America Civil War. Wait, you're, you're getting making- a home with her? This is news to me. We're not getting that apartment? <laughs> oh, no, 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 I got, I got a home with my wife. Buddy. Oh, you, you, everything's going sour for Dave. Oh, no, no, Dave, you're, you're, you're nah, man. I'm like, going to try to get sympathy from the audience. Why? Because but you don't need sympathy from the audience. The ar- audience already loves you a lot more than they love me. I guess. Everybody loves all the voices and characters you do. That's and true. Like, you don't need to, like, play to the audience to get them to like you. There's already people typing up emails being like, Ryan, you're a jerk for not going to see Captain America Civil War the day after your wedding with your buddy Dave. Also, because it's not like, oh, let's see Batman versus Superman, Dom Judge, which actually you still haven't seen. I have not seen point, Batman versus Superman. And at this no. point, just wait, dude. Don't even spend the freaking money to go see it. Just wait. But this is, like, legitimately being called one of the greatest superhero movies ever. That's pretty surprising. Yeah. I mean, not, I'm not. I mean, I knew it was going to be good because everything Marvel puts out well, is pretty solid. But I didn't know it was going to be that good. My friend in Salt Lake City already saw it because, well, one, she won early passes uh, on a radio contest. I know what you're thinking. Radio contest? <laughs> I still do that. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to AMFM in years, but uh, she said it was amazing. So, in, in in our metaphorical house, what's what's radio? Like the Marconi Award? What's that? Um. You put me on the spot. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm so tired. I can't think of a funny well, joke. I know. Like, no, well, I mean, I was, what I was hoping you were going to oh, say. Oh, wait, the cat is, litter box. Oh, see, yeah. I was hoping you were going to say the radio, and then I was going to say something like, no, dude, the microwave. And then that would have been the joke. But you didn't let me do it. Oh, because of different versions of waves, radio waves, microwaves. No, but I didn't even, I didn't even think of it that far. Oh. Because you got mad because I was making all of the appliances literal. Yeah. Like the TV was the TV. And I thought, like, the radio one, you're going to be like, oh, God, he's going literal again. And then I was going to, like, switch it up on you. That's interesting. The Marconi Awards, because Marconi was a scientist that basically, right, like, discovered radio waves? I believe so, yeah. He had something to do with radio. And that's why it's the Marconi Award. So, like, why don't they call the Oscars, like, the Lumieres or, like, the Edisons, the Eddies? The Eddies. Or something. And then, like, TV, whoever invented TV. The Farnsworths. Is that it? The Philos. Yeah. Yeah, why, Philo, Philo Farnsworth. And who, who invented Broadway? Maybe it was Tony. Ooh. I never thought about that. Yeah. You blew my mind. Right? This is a, one of the really, one of the most interesting, meandering, is... non, non-structured D-blocks we've ever <laughs> this had. This is what happens... We'll let the audience know. This is what happens when it's the perfect storm of Ryan has a wedding, Dave's a part of it, and we don't have time to do we, a ton and, of research. And we did an episode like two days ago already anyway. That's right. We, we just we just recorded last week's episode. Now we're doing one now to make sure we get something out because we got this great Tim Kubart interview and we wanted to give you guys a great show. And it's not, frankly, it's not the listener's fault that I decided to get married. And so I didn't want to not have an episode and... You know, I like to think this one still went well, pal. Well, is it? Okay. I'll say it's the listener's fault if technically if your fiance, soon to be bride to be, is a listener. But I don't think she actually listens to us. I don't think us. she's listened to a single episode. Which, that's horrible. I mean, you'd think, <laughs> or no, is it, is it like, oh, no, good. Because if she did. Well, then she would hear you undermining our marriage 
because you think it's going to end our friendship <laughs> each week. Oh, then what do you think she'd do? You think she'd say, Ryan, stop hanging out with him? Or do you think she'd be like, hmm, he's got a point. Like when George, <laughs> that episode of Seinfeld, when he went to he's like, huh, you could do a lot better than him. And then she's like, you know, hmm. George thinks maybe he broke him up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're, I'm running on fumes. Okay. Uh, well, you know, we'll let you get some rest, pal. And and again, from, from the bottom of my heart, Dave, thank you for for being a part of the wedding and hey of course and I'm, I'm 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 so happy to have you there and have you part of the hey, experience because we go way back we've been we've been friends since we were like 11 years old and yeah sixth grade and you know you were my best man at my <laughs> hopefully first wedding <laughs> way back when in 2009 and you gave a great toast i hope you're not expecting anything similar from me um toast wise or anything your presence alone is enough to make me smile this is the last episode before the wedding so presence, next time can my presence also be the gift <laughs> or is again does that red envelope need to be filled by the way if, if your folks are wondering a red in chinese tradition you, you don't get the bride and groom like appliances you fill up a red envelope with money that's right so ryan just wants my money that's right you know you think he's taken enough of it already with like my time here and everything but that's true he just wants a check how do you write a check to a friend think about that how many people out there have written checks to friends just like because it's not because there's a wedding involved, I guess. Yeah. But it's just weird. Because. That's weird. I'm, th- I'm actually thinking of those few days. Like I have to write him a check. That's weird. It is a little weird. Essentially, I'm paying for the privilege of being your friend. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Can't you just accept a good sturdy handshake? I would. And that would from d- you for sure. Yes. You get this uh, handshake. Uh, your lovely bride will get um, what a kiss on the cheek. Uh, how you doing? A good slap on the back. <laughs> I don't know. All acceptable. Okay, good. I'll have to put those equivalents in the red envelope. No, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you there, pal. Yes. And hey, and it, 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 even if it's an empty red envelope, even if it's an envelope that says you know you know congratulations, that's perfectly okay, yeah. fine so for me, pal. All all you listeners out there, if you're in the uh, Miami area Saturday, come on down to Ryan's wedding. Oh my god! Um, it's okay. Technically, this invitation is meaningless because you're going to put this out on a Sunday. That's it's true. already happened. That's a good point. Um, and the next <laughs> time that uh, the listeners listen to us, I'll be married. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah, you'll be without soul. Oh. I mean, no, yet one extra one. That's it's <laughs> a big difference. Yeah, you to be a soulmates. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. All right, our thanks to Kip, Tim Kubart for joining us. Thanks to Tim Kubart. My God, Tim, you're going to be the bright spot of this episode. <laughs> we will see you next week on the Break the Business Podcast.